Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I welcome you to Radio Wolf, our global webcast for consciousness and culture. And I'm happy to have uh, with me Abhishek Takore. Abhishek, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Namaste. Happy to be here. Abhishek, you are uh, with us uh, from India. Mm -hmm. uh, where exactly are you in India right now? I'm in Mumbai right now, Mumbai in India. In Mumbai. And we are very happy to have you here. Um, you are the founder of the Blue Ribbon Movement, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a movement about uh, developing of leadership for young people. And you are also the founder of the South Asia Youth Conference. Mm -hmm. And... We invited you to Radio Evolve because uh, you seem to have a, a powerful vision that uh, is not only a vision, but something that you are also working on since years of bringing together and empowering young leaders of yeah. the global region of South Asia, just to be mm -hmm. South Asia. That's, of course, India, that's Pakistan, that's Afghanistan, uh, that's ne Nepal, mm -hmm. uh, all, all, all those countries. Mm -hmm. What you're envisioning is um, a coming together of people who really also uh, have a sense that uh, the new leadership that, uh, that we are creating in different parts of the world Mm, mm, mm. Also, a different ways of togetherness, a mm, mm. of togetherness. Yeah, yeah. And what you are practicing, particular with the South Asia Youth Conference, seems to be, uh, at least as I see it, an example how, also with an understanding of what um, this different consciousness can be about, and what we also have with the new media uh, talking about uh, the internet and, and web conferencing, that there is a different way where we can create a leadership for future, if I may call it so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And first, I would like to ask you, can you tell us a little bit, what is the Blue Ribbon Movement and what uh, is the South Asia Youth Conference? So... Uh... For the Blue Ribbon Movement, you, we use the word ecosystem. So we say Blue Ribbon is a part of a forest. It's like a forest where there are various different initiatives. Some are large projects which are supported by donors. Some are tiny kind of, you know, tender plants which are being supported by volunteer energy. <clears throat> And it's, it, it has space for every, everything that engages with it. So compared to a traditional organization that has a certain outcome and output of a certain type, uh, we think of a forest as something that, uh, a forest as an ecosystem where everybody gets something, like there's a place for everybody, there's nobody's a pest. Uh, and uh, projects don't need to be similar. Uh, some can be small, some can be big, uh, some can be local, some can be international. So Pluribin is much more of an ecosystem. It's a collective experiment. Um, and I see it as an experiment uh, with consciousness. I see it as an experiment with energy. I see it as an experiment with pushing our traditional ideas of how we should organize, how we should fund our work, how should we allocate work, and so on. So I think at the at the at the broadest sweep, that is what uh, 
uh, Blue Ribbon is. And if I if I understand right, it's an ecosystem of young leaders in India. It's not only young leaders. So while it's youth led, there is also a community of people who are not young, who are friends of Blue Ribbon. Uh, as our, our donor community, for example, the people who support Blue Ribbon's work are not young by any stretch. So it's I would say it's a community of young at heart. So it's led by youth who are like chronologically under 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole community around 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 that. So I would say it's much more a collective uh, that's led by youth. Uh, youth-led initiative, but there's the whole communities uh, all around. What's the purpose of this uh, uh, movement? I mean, uh, yeah, we've grappled with that. What is the purpose? Uh, I mean, there are so many different kind of purposes that pop up for each of us. Uh, but the way I try to explain is like just as a flower, flowers, right? Like the purpose of a flower is to flower. Uh, I try and say like our purpose is to be ourselves, like to be Blue Ribbon and uh, in, in our being uh, is a lot of individual growth. Uh, there's a lot of interpersonal connection and locating this individual growth in the society. So again, the idea of not making this an island spirituality where, you know, I, I feel awakened and enlightened, but like, you know, don't put me into the society where real issues are because, you know, I'd rather be in the Himalayas and meditate. So it's not that. It's really locating our spiritual work in the heat of the society, in, in, in right where the issues are, right where the problems are. Uh, and to that extent, uh, most of us, especially the core of Blue Ribbon, is really on a spiritual journey of self-discovery. And Blue Ribbon, in a way, then is our practice uh, to impact the world and to discover ourselves. I think, again, in, in, in very energetic terms, it would be that way. In specific terms, we say our purpose is to build leadership through community work. So in very simple terms, if you ask me if, if it would be a different place, yeah. uh, a different audience, I would say our purpose is to build leadership through community work. Right. Right? But I think with this audience, I can share this, <laughs> right. this deeper spirit of what we are trying to do. Is, is, is your work with the Blue Ribbon Movement somehow connected with the South Asia Youth Conference that you also? Yes, yes. Ah, so South Asian Youth Conference is a part of the Blue Ribbon ecosystem. Uh-huh. So it is one of the many things we do. And it is born off Blue Ribbon. So what is that? What is this youth conference about? So South Asian Youth Conference is a space to reconnect to the oneness of South Asia. Uh, it was born out of our experiences in other international youth conferences where, uh, you know, in these international conferences, you have these regional breakouts. Mm-hmm. And but if we would look at different regions, you know, we'd look at Latin American breakouts and they would be a lot of fun and music and European breakout people would have already met each other because of Erasmus and you know the European Union's programs and our region was not very how do I say there's a lot of tension in our region when we did our regional breakout we said oh my god there aren't enough forums for us and this is what happens when we meet in the day you know we, we all all issues get really tensed up and at night though in the cultural night we are all dancing and celebrating and you know uh, on the same songs and people in the conference cannot even tell which country who is from like is someone from nepal or sri lanka or pakistan or india and i think this contrast this stark contrast of how during the day we are fighting with each other on issues and at night we are one with each other you mm-hmm. know and 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 seen as one people i think that that kind of inspired uh, some of us to say we need our own space we need a forum a, a community of people who really care to connect to the oneness of our culture uh, our shared ancient oneness uh, and that's what south asian youth conference started as 
so the 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 three kind of objectives there are more uh, building connections building capacity and building context mm-hmm. uh, amongst future leaders of south asia so uh, people who will eventually be in more and more powerful socio political spaces who are kind of young emerging leaders right now mm-hmm. so that's yeah that's sayc south asian council well maybe not so aware of it just to mention it south asia south uh, <coughs> south asia is also a zone of uh, huge conflicts there is yes yes maybe people <coughs> are aware that uh, there is a decade old conflict between india and pakistan and uh, this conflict is also a, a conflict uh, of two nuclear powers mm. and uh, there is also a lot of violence and in, uh, as any other huge human conflicts there's a lot of drama on all sides yes and uh, bangladesh uh, nepal uh, india uh, all all these nations they, they, sh- they share a lot of pain with each other and there are a lot yes. of and just the idea to somehow unite in this diversity uh, is quite a powerful idea and um how did you find each other how, how did this happen we started out i mean so as an activist in my 20s i would go to several forums with the united nations and uh, other international gatherings and that's where we started connecting with friends we started uh, having these conversations and started seeing that there's a limitation to the government forums uh, government forums are filled with politicians and kids of politicians they don't really go deep and intimate they just kind of end up at a very surface level and we said you know we don't want we don't want uh, drawing room conversations but bedroom conversations where we said the drawing room conversations are all very polite about oh your country is so good my country is so good but the bedroom ones are where we really talk heart to heart how much we get irritated by each other's uh, governments and so we wanted to create a very intimate authentic vulnerable space i think that was a shared yearning mm-hmm. and also as a culture i think uh, uh, there is a deep intimate kind of uh, collective consciousness of a certain type in our culture which which allows a certain intimacy uh, uh, you know of, of of a certain type that we we feel uh, we can evoke with each other mm-hmm. so uh, i think that's how we kind of said let's let's get on with this and the internet was getting more and more accessible so we were also lucky that we had the skype and uh, yeah we had we had technology also that allowed us to coordinate across borders so i would say yeah we we were the healthy side of the light we, i say we are a part of the light web just as there's a dark web there's also a light web people who use internet for the good <laughs> so we were there and uh, you're saying there's also a different consciousness uh, that is needed for that and it seems to, to, to be there's a different consciousness that you're cultivating between be, between you young leaders uh, in mm-hmm. south asia uh, what is this different consciousness about with the idea we i mean one of the ways i think about it is that all of us globally are like a nameless tribe you know a tribe of people kindred spirits who find each other through you know these gatherings these radio shows like we're one big family scattered all around the world and i feel we vibrate at a certain energy that draws each other mm-hmm. so it is it was in in one way it was partly to find that nameless tribe find these people who are also vibrating at the same energy who feeling the same pain mm-hmm. and then collectively how do we open up and build a field of love build a field of trust uh 
go beyond our fears and distrust of each other to really say that you know i to i we are human beings we have so much shared <clears throat> so consciousness work to that extent involves a lot of self examination of saying that if you are talking about peace outside how how peaceful are we within <clears throat> or do we get rattled very easily um it involves being authentic and owning up our judgments towards each other uh, and to me it also involves holding conflict while continuing to act i think throughout south asian youth conference we started in india and bangalore then we hosted in islamabad kathmandu colombo kabul and online <clears throat> we fought we fought a lot because it's hard across borders to to do things you know uh, without any profit motive and and it's just challenging but i think the 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 capacity for peace the capacity to navigate these conflicts and still continue i think that's also a part of building this consciousness saying that you know we'll never agree on everything we will fight we will uh, get irritated with each other but let's keep walking yeah now what what i find so fascinating and why i think you're a really example for something because it seems and correct me if i'm wrong that uh you are a group of young leaders of these different countries that have a, a lot of problems with each other and yes. i'm i'm sure that all of you are somehow identified with the specific regions uh, with the specific countries with the specific identities and also uh, the perspective of this conflict so you, yes so you are leaders in the uh, particular countries that you live uh me mm. pakistan bangladesh india uh afghanistan and 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 so, and, and, and so on but uh you also are inspired by something different uh that is more universal that has to do with human spirit if i may say so yes yes it seems uh what i hear from you that just bringing you people together men and women mm. Mm, mm, mm. it a shared space allows a different experience because all of a sudden you are not just from one country or that country from this side of the conflict or th- th- that side of the conflict uh, there's something where because you by traveling or through the internet mm, mm. connect <clears throat> yeah yeah, yeah a space of relationship that allows uh not to talk about the conflicts but uh to in the conflict uh, be aware of uh deeper layers of our humanness that also connect us and with yeah. holding these different perspectives and and these different layers of complexity of who we are to find new ways or uh, how we can maneuver all the conflicts that we are in yes 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 seems that your your experiment is both very much related to the social reality of your countries the political realities of countries this also related to uh, uh uh being sensitive to uh, the depth of our human consciousness and in togetherness and to try to bring this together because in this togetherness maybe there are new creative solutions how we can deal with what we have to deal with so it's an experiment if i may say so in social consciousness that you are uh, trying to to create there yeah yeah and i want to just add one <clears throat> one important dimension uh, you know when we do these conferences and the word conference is so misleading uh-huh. because the way people show up is wearing you know those blazers and heels and they're dressed up for any other conference 
and then they see that this conference is not one of those where you have to dress up where you have to show up as someone but as yourself mm-hmm. and slowly the heels come off and the dressing becomes casual over the days and soon people realize that hey this is just friends you know it's like uh, we don't have to show we don't have to talk but we have to create a space for listening and we don't have to project you know our own authenticity is valuable here and i think compared to a lot of youth conferences where young people are encouraged to show off they're encouraged to talk about their achievements and how great and special they are i think sfyc is a space which is a very humane space it's like people share family stories and childhood pictures and uh, it's it's very real in a way different way uh, it it's and and i think that is required to build this social consciousness that we spoke about that it can't be done when we are all pretending or projecting or even subtly trying to one up i think mm. it needs a space of just letting all guards down and then seeing each other yeah now this see this seeing each other uh, 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 that you're mentioning here i seems to me my understanding one key of what you're doing because the way i experience you uh, you seem to be bridge holders are uh, bridge holders who are deeply rooted in the local cultures that you live in that you're working where you are leaders mm-hmm. but in seeing each other uh you have to something that's uh, a deeper layer of our human experience where yeah. uh, uh, realizing as you do it right now for example in our conversation uh, although we live in different continents or uh, just by being in dialogue by being in conversation there's something opening up between us mm-hmm. what it is it is relationship yeah there I, i experience you in your humanness you experience mine my humanness and we experience this relational field between us and as soon as there's this relational field uh there's there's a third a power coming in a third, a third force mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes can be held by something that is empowered by seeing each other and yeah, yeah. thing uh, that in itself is not the solution to the problems but it can be a key to talk and find solutions yeah i i in fact think there is something there because the way i think about it is like if two of us talk and create a v space between us there's a certain consciousness that starts being born and as more and more people are able to do that it's like you're creating a landing pad for more complex ideas consciousness to actually start arising mm-hmm. i think what in one way we are trying to do is to create these just as for an aeroplane you need an airport so that the aeroplane can land i think for the newer ideas to be born one mind or heart cannot hold them and i'm more and more convinced that this work allows a field of a sufficient richness depth to be born where i think some of these possibilities will start happening i'm very confident about this direction i think this is this is the work uh, at some point you also talked about developing global sense organs yes yes uh, i did i did what is this about so this this came from my reflection about uh, you know uh, i have a mental condition uh, i have a diagnosis of bipolar and that makes me very delicate in some ways very fragile in some ways and uh, one 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 day i was looking at my nails and i realized i mean a thought came to me saying you know what the the cells of my nails and i just poked my eye actually so i just suddenly realized that the cells of my nails are so hard but the cells of my eyes are so tender and delicate 
and the two are not the same mm-hmm. and 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 then it started developing to say that what happens for an eye for an eye to happen in the body there has to be a certain concentration of very photosensitive cells and i think at this stage in humanity what does that look like what is it to be a new eye of our planet and i feel people with a certain consciousness starting to converge together and you need a certain concentration i feel like if your eye would have half the number of cells i don't think we'd be able to hold an image but a certain concentration of these cells can hold an image that is way larger than the eye itself and i think that to me is a metaphor that comes as we're kind of walking this journey on the planet we're building newer sense organs for the planet itself right right now i see that we have a skin like i feel like we have a thin layer of consciousness that wraps the planet it's very thin and it's very stretched and it's stretched between all of us right like it's stretched between you and me and a lot of this work like there's a very thin wrapping a wrapper but i feel as we concentrate and come together then we start from skin we start maybe becoming an eye or a ear who can listen to a deeper voice deeper voice of the planet or see a, a vision that is not visible to anyone right now right so i think that seems like an exciting possibility that this is happening right now and we are probably the cells of that organ starting to form uh, that's a powerful vision basically what you're saying is that we seem to be in a state of transition as a human culture mm-hmm. we are developing new sense organs of our global existence yes because until now uh, we mostly not only but mostly uh, we're in, in, inhabiting our local regional uh, surroundings that's basically where our sense organs developed my town my city um yeah. my countryside uh, my nation that's basically where we are we are able to perceive mm-hmm. understand you uh as we are connected more and more also with the internet uh, mm. we are developing new sense organs of our human existence where we start to see us differently where yeah 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 as you described we're sensitive to it see us not just from a regional perspective but from a global perspective and see wow there's something where uh, uh, my our human experience our society looks different when I, when i look from from this global point of view and as we are talking yeah. to each other uh, through these networks of global, uh, global networks we, we are starting to see more and more how our humanness looks like from that perspective and that's a different there's something different emerging how we understand yeah. each other yeah. and yeah. Yeah. we can live together and it seems that what you are practicing particularly also with your south asian youth conference uh because you're you you're practicing this coming together mm. Mm. is developing the sense organs because what to for the cells to really learn to see You have, mm. you have to practice seeing and by bringing mm. eyes together and talk and have what you call bedroom talks yeah uh, something comes into sight this is new and that yeah. is emerging capacity yeah and and i just want to say how one thing builds on the other right like i think you and elizabeth did the 24 hour vigil and i mean for me your work has opened up what is possible with the online format 
and it is definitely been one of the ingredients in us saying hey let's do a 33 hour non stop online space in south asia in these troubled times and i'm confident it's the only space that went on for 33 hours non stop with people from six countries keeping their cameras on and you know dancing together sharing their food showing their childhood pictures and families and i mean there is something about that there is at least one tiny part of south asia which in spite of all these conflicts tensions and all still is holding the vibrational frequency of unity now hold hold, hold on tell, tell me a little more what are you doing there can you explain that more that sounds very intriguing we we did this south asian youth conference for 33 hours non stop so the commitment from participants was that they would start uh, on saturday morning and turn on their cameras and because it's a youth conference they would stay up all night Uh, so they were up all night you know watching films and dancing on songs and sharing stories and we closed the next day at about 6 in the evening so in a way it was about 33 hours non stop uh, kind of thing people kept coming in and out sleeping staying up but yeah net net we said let's do this non stop made a commitment for uh, for for these people in these different countries to basically keep the cameras and the microphone and the interconnect internet connections on for 36 hours 33 33 hours yeah 33 hours uh people coming in and ca- ca- coming out but they yeah. created a shared space where you uh i mean uh, of course in the time you also need to sleep and you need to eat no but there was somebody always up so there were people who stayed up till 4 and 5 and then there were others who woke up and got in and so it was something on all the time they managed to do it that way well, what, what an amazing idea to do sorry what an amazing idea yeah 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 it is partly inspired by the 24 hour thing that you guys do like the 24 hour vigil so yeah i think but that's exactly i think part of what uh what you're touching uh, uh into because uh, you, you say that uh doing this was uh inspired but uh what elizabeth uh, my partner here in frankfurt and i were doing uh, doing it a 24 hour global witching ritual which we called a one world bearing witness yeah uh, which uh, uh not to go into it in itself was a very powerful event but yeah as we are in in relationship globally also you and i and we are in relationship there's mm. There is a complete new form of cross fertilization going on globally. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. This cross fertilization that's by the way happening right now as we're talking again and further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you're describing our practice of of developing this new sense organs because all of a, all of a sudden you see wow there's, there's a different sphere happening where we uh change how we perceive each other because uh, 10 years ago uh it would be hardly be possible for you and i to to have uh, uh many conversations because you had to come to europe or i had to come to india yeah 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 it's, it's a lot of uh, effort involved uh and it, it just was very difficult to do that it's a completely different reality right now we we both click on the computer on the program yeah yeah and you see me and and i'm exposed to your world and you exposed to my world yeah yeah it happens yeah yeah there's there's also an intergenerational dimension to it i feel like your generation and what you are doing coming from your depth of experiences and i see myself as more like a middle generation 
which has a understanding and access to your generation but also to the young people to make this work relevant to them and most of the south asian youth conference participants were the early 20s mid 20s kind of people so it there's also something in this organ which is more intergenerational than earlier it is more cross cultural collectively so it's it's very new in many ways uh it it's it's also new in the sense that it has an internet element but it also has an element of the spirit uh you know uh, so so yeah it's 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 quite fascinating what we're in the middle of tell me more tell tell me more about this intergenerational dimension that seems to be quite important for you yeah i think just that uh, i think each generation i feel has its own karma its own destiny its own timing and uh, when i was in my 20s i had a lot of idealism about south asia like borderless south asia visas and i was really inspired by the european union and said why can't we do the same thing and so on and at that time eu uh, had we we only saw the strong sides of eu we didn't see the challenges and now like uh, as i have grown older and as the eu journey is also grown older we we start seeing that hey maybe you know that time there was that idealism now my role is not to kind of uh, i mean so my role now is to kind of stand between these generations between your generation which has had its own experiences you and elizabeth have had your own spiritual journey and then how the power of we work has come in so i feel like a interconnecting generation which has access to your work which has the time energy to go deep into that work and then to bring it to the 20s which are like restless quick they want to just like uh, you know do their own things and 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 so i think it's us coming together and in in integrity with our generational experience mm-hmm. right i think for and 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 that's the beauty of it that each generation is doing what they must uh, do i think that's that's what i i guess right uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean and, and what you're doing obviously is very much related to your societies and to the social political contexts and realities of your societies so yes, yes. it's it's very much rooted in this hard hard reality let's put it that way oh yes 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 i think that is so central because i felt like there was a part in my life where my spirituality had become very island spirituality where i'm like oh you know like the whole i am spiritual and that's enough and if i am different the world is different and from there i moved to a point of saying i need to locate my work into the social issues of today's time and that's a lot of inspiration from gandhi ji's work because gandhi was a spiritual person located deeply in the suffering of the times and others and i think that's what differentiated him in one way mm-hmm. so i think for a lot of us that is the idea that it's our spirituality has to be a lived one which responds to the crisis of our times uh, and yeah so but it, yeah but at the same time as you're saying uh, uh it's a, it's this bringing together uh, young leaders from these different countries in south asia to just mention it again with all the really uh hard problems that you're confronted with with the with the harsh social realities with all, all the conflicts including climate change in, 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 including poverty in, including na- nationalism uh uh, uh ethnocentric thinking uh, mm-hmm. all, all that all that uh you it seems uh for you and you mentioned gandhi uh, that uh spirit uh seems to be an important ingredient to hold this investigation and together how 
how do you see this togetherness of engaging as an activist, as a leader in social realities and what you call the spiritual dimension in spirit? How does this create a How does this create a unity? How does this come together? Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, for me, it's like they are one. It's like, how do I say it's not even coming together? Uh, but I think, like, let's look at the South Asian Youth Conference itself, right? It has gone year to year to year just out of the spirit for, out of the yearning for a peaceful South Asia. And if somebody organizes it, it's not like they get to organize it again. It's like a labor of love that they do and they pass on to the next country. And by the time it will come back to their country, they'll no longer be youth. So they kind of even know that this is not, uh, this is such a, such one brick in the wall. Um, and yet the way it has sustained without a formal secretariat, without a formal sort of permanent donor, uh, it's, it's to me, it's a, it's a, it's a living testament of the fact that the spirit can accomplish things that we used to think only organizations or only like structured ways of things can accomplish. I think to me, South Asian Youth Conference taps into a much deeper yearning in, in, in the soul of our sub, uh, subcontinent to be together. And that powers it. Uh, so, so for me, that is kind of the nature of the experiment, that it's really soul force and being powered by soul force. You know, if, we, if we wouldn't be powered by the spirit, then we would have fought with each other or this would have fizzled out. But I think it's, it's the spirit that sustains it for nine years and I, I hopefully for many, many more years. Um, in, in another conversation that we had recently, you also uh, said that uh, uh, organizations in, in themselves have, have, have something violent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you consciously did not create a, a South Asian youth organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that seems to be very related to what you're talking about, spirit, because uh, if I understand you right, uh, you say there's something very dangerous uh, in, in creating organizations. And I think uh, still we will have to create organizations. Uh, yeah. It's unavoidable either. But there is something where the focus that, that you have in your work is a different one. It's not uh, what you, what we usually do, uh, uh, if we kind of want to gather so whatever kind of problem can be creating a creating a creating a political organization uh, uh, creating structures and then applying to the structures uh, again what you seem to create is not structures not this kind of fixed structures but uh, spaces places uh, of togetherness where a living whole of the human spirit and find its own wholeness. So, mm. what you're doing in the conferences and what you're doing in this, uh, uh, was it 33 hours? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Your 33 hours of togetherness, you, you, you're creating uh, uh, spaces of relationship where something organic in our experience of life, experience of each other, experience of spirit. Uh, can just uh, unfold itself as it's happening. So there's, you, you're creating living structures, not dead structures. Yes, yes, yes. Have exactly, yeah. become dead structures because they're, they're built with uh, quite often tense dead material. Uh, but w w what you're focusing on is to really uh, find ways to, to experience the aliveness between us.
not only in a private way, but also in something like the South Asian region, uh, South Asian region. Yeah, yeah, indeed. What what do you think? Um, what, oh, what is this thing with the sense organs? Uh, uh, where are we going? Are we uh, kind of finding of new ways of uh, 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 defining who we are as humans? Uh, uh, you seem to have a certain vision of this uh, that seems to be quite unusual. Can you explain a little bit? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, where do you want to go with this work? What is your vision? Uh, what kind of sense organs uh, do you want to develop? What are you witnessing uh, as uh, maybe developing? Is there something that you are very aware of in this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think one thing I'm very aware of is the kind of knowledge that starts getting birthed in these spaces. And this knowledge seems to be very, uh, how do I say, it's a very, uh, very contextual, very hard to capture into uh, written or oral form because it's so effervescent almost, right? Like it evaporates, it's such a felt, it's, it's, it's much more like it lends itself to oral tradition almost, right? And, and, uh, and, and when it gets birthed, it's also very actionable. So I guess we, I'm experiencing that in deep dialogue, we touch certain truths and realities which... It just doesn't happen in just from the head or just from a brainstorm. So I can I'm being able to tell that when we birth this new what is what is it that this new sense organ is able to perceive? Uh, I think that I have some felt sense of like because there's a certain freshness to that knowledge, there's a certain different energy to that knowledge. So that's one part that I definitely uh, kind of can say I'm experiencing. Um, the other is yeah, there's so much emergence. So I'm also myself very curious. So I'm, I'm I'm trying and not going in so much with my own designs, but really sitting and wondering and seeing how these connections are organically forming and what will what will what will this look like. But broadly, it seems like a sangha of people uh, who who have done their own inner work firstly, and then who have this interpersonal deep interpersonal practice with each other. I think the two are the the two go hand in hand. I think just and then how uh, this this particular organ locating its work in the pain of our times. I think the pain of our times is almost like a fuel for this organ. It's almost like if we wouldn't be in the verge of these climate crisis and the radicalization, it's almost like that's the heat required for this to be born. It's like without this heat, it wouldn't be born. So uh, so I think that's that's where that's where I, I I broadly see and then I also look at like the artificial intelligence and things like these being born and psychedelics also being experimented and us tuning into a space beyond the rational space more consciously. So I just feel all this coming together uh, in 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 a way that is so hard to see what's what's outside. You know, it's just like when the child is being born from the womb, the world of the womb and the world of post-birth world are two different worlds and I feel like humanity is just like crowning right now from the womb and moving into a whole different kind of world. Yeah, so I, I, I feel pretty out of depth in terms of using words mm. uh, to, yeah, I, I find myself quite out of words many times. I really, um, I, I, I'm really impressed by seeing that uh, uh, you're also just doing this. 
with uh, the Blue River Movement, uh, uh, your South Asian work, uh, you are not just envisioning something, you are engaging something. Mm -hmm. so, so in that sense, and also listening to you, I see how your engagement with this form of reality also enlivens your vision because it's, mm, yes. it's by the experience that there's something newborn uh, uh, between you guys. In this yeah. time, uh, having this conversation between us, uh, uh, living on different continents and uh, being mm -hmm. generations, um, I, I see how uh, that there's a living web of experience and a living web of engagement that is unfolding right now, right, right now across the globe. Yes, yes. That this uh, ongoing conversation that we're having, like this webcast, uh, like like your conference, like your uh, our uh, vigil, these 24 hours, one world bearing witness, and all these other things, we, we are creating a web where this different, uh, more subtle reality of how we can come together on a global scale becomes tangible. It becomes not something that... That's, yeah. Yeah. Vision, wow, it could be, but we experience there's something alive between us, and we we are we also kind of grappling with it to try to understand it and make sense out of it. But something is born out of this practice, and and what yes. I find so inspiring is that uh, uh, initiatives like yours become examples. And that's also why I wanted to invite you uh, for. Mm -hmm. the, I think this example needs to be known because I'm thank you. <laughs> By other initiatives to yes, yes. also uh, do their own thing uh, by seeing, wow, uh, they have done this, uh, we can do something similar here. And yeah, yeah. They are this uh, new also consciousness uh, that we are talking about can be born. Yeah, I had something specific there to share, particularly with uh, Europe and European friends. Uh, and this is what I have seen in terms of the amount of support for young people to move around in Europe is so much there. And there are so many programs of the European Union that are there. Uh, and I feel what one possibility that it doesn't then fully allow to be born is can we chip in our own money and show up somewhere out of our own energy? Um, one of the things that worked for South Asian Youth Conference was because we were at times stretched with funds, people had to chip in money and show up out of their own energy and then through. And there was something about that spirit of saying, I own this. It's not that there's a government or a large entity that wants me to meet. We want to meet. And I think that ownership that that creates and the force that generates, you know, that you don't need a government, you don't need an organization, you need an intent. And I think that's what I'd love for people, young people around the world to say, hey, you know what, uh, the technology is with us. And we are entrepreneurial enough to raise resources. Let's find a place. Let's meet and let's start talking. In, in a way, it's as simple as that. Right? Rather than writing a long grant proposal and then waiting for approvals or, you know, belonging. Like, it, we don't need to do all that. I think this connected to the spirit is straight and direct. I think that's the possibility I want to open up for everyone listening in. Abhi, uh, thank you so much. Uh, also, thank you so much for this insight. I... I find this very inspiring. I find your example very inspiring. Thank you uh, for Thank doing Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Thomas. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did.